Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. I want to tell you about my webinars that are going to be coming up every month. I want you to check out my website and see what this month's webinar topic is and sign up. The format is going to be the same every month, even though the topics are going to change. It's going to be a huge variety of career-related topics. I'm going to give you a deep dive into content about that topic for about 30 minutes, and then you're going to have a chance for 30 minutes of Q&A in the chat box while I'm, I'm teaching you. You can ask me a question, and then if you're really brave, and I hope you will be, you can be volunteered to coach live on that month's topic so you can raise your hand and I'll coach you. I want to give you that URL so that you can go to my website, see what the next topic is and sign up. So go to http colon backslash backslash. Nope. So go to my website at exclusivecareercoaching.com forward slash webinar sign up see what this month's topic is, see when and, and, and what time it is, sign up and, uh, and get in there and participate with me. I look forward to having you there. Thanks. Hello, hello, hello. How is everybody today? I am amazing. It is Friday and I have fun stuff planned this weekend. So I hope you do too. Uh, whatever day of the week it is when you listen to this, I hope you got fun stuff planned. All right, today is Resume Reconstruction Camp. So um, I want to kind of set the stage by saying, um, if you don't know that, that there are 21, less than 25 master resume writers on the planet, and I'm one of them. So um, I think that that in itself gives me a lot of cred when it comes to talking about resumes, because there's a lot of stuff out there, right? Um, and a lot of it conflicts. Um, so to be at the highest credential level of resume writing available on this planet, um, I think it gives me a reason to talk about this with a great deal of, of uh, expertise. And I've probably written well over a thousand resumes now. So um, if I don't know what I'm doing, there's a problem. So Many of the resumes that I see from candidates, no matter what stage in their career they're at, are more of what I call data sheets rather than resumes. So it kind of says, here's where I worked, here's my job title, here are my dates of employment, here are my job duties, lather, rinse, repeat. And what you're essentially telling an employer from a marketing standpoint is, I was hired to do a job and I did it. <laughs> I was hired to do this job and I did it. It doesn't really market you. It's not very compelling. So the resumes that I create for my clients and those that most professional resume writers create are branded marketing documents. So what does that mean? They tell the employer two critical things. Number one, what makes you different from all the others competing for the same position? Why should they hire you and not all of the other people? And number two, how well you did your former job. And that's where those accomplishments come in. And I often see with, with resumes of all levels, there's not an accomplishment in sight or it's, it's buried in with job duties, which dilutes the effectiveness of them. So let's start with what makes you different. So this is known as personal branding. So here's a completely non-differentiating branding message that I saw recently on someone's resume. 
highly motivated entry-level candidate with strong work ethic and great interpersonal skills. Blah, blah. As opposed to the person who put not motivated entry-level candidate with poor work ethic and um, bad interpersonal skills. Nobody ever says that. Now, here's another one. Hard worker with a bachelor's degree in whatever and excellent communication skills. Well, you better have a degree if you're applying for the job, if it requires one. Hard worker, who says who? And you have excellent communication skills. Again, who says? So the acid test for your branding statement is really twofold. Number one, does it differentiate you? And number two, is it compelling? So I want you to think of yourself in a big crowded lobby of an office. So there's this company that you want to work for and you and a whole bunch of other candidates are all sitting in this room, in this lobby, waiting to go in one after the other to a job interview. And I want you to kind of look around that room and sort of, you know, pretend that you know about those people. You know who they are. And you kind of do. If you're getting out of college, they're the people that you were in class with, right? So you kind of know where they come from. If you've been out in the workforce before, you've worked with them. You've worked with the people that you're going to be competing with. You know what they bring to the table. So I want you to think about that. And then I want you to think about, well, what do I have that they don't have? So here's a couple of really good, compelling branding statements from clients. This is resumes that I've written. So this person was a CFO and controller, so chief financial agent, uh, chief financial officer and a controller. Senior executive with a consistent record of successful leadership roles extending beyond financial operations to include human resources, IT, and facilities management. So I know you're not at that level, but I want you to think about that. How does that differentiate her? Well, most people that are bean counters are bean counters, and that's what they're good at. But she's also led HR, she's led IT, she's led facilities management. She really can come into a company, and her, her niche is smaller companies where you might have to wear multiple hats, and she likes that variety, and so that really brands her differently from somebody who can only come into the company and be the CFO or controller. Now, here's an early career candidate. Offering eight years' experience in broadcast television operations in New York City, and he, he was applying for a position outside of the, the city, coupled with an internship at Lifetime, and a bachelor's degree in film production. Wow, okay, so this is a guy who's got eight years of experience in broadcast television cities, uh, television operations in the largest market in the country. He's had an internship at a big-name company, Lifetime, and he's got a bachelor's degree in film production. That's pretty impressive, pretty differentiating. And this next one is an industrial sales manager. <coughs> Known for developing, implementing, and managing startup initiatives that create incremental growth across multiple industries and channels. So he develops, implements, and manages startup initiatives that create incremental growth across multiple industries and channels. So he's really broad. He's done this over and over again. He can start up in different kinds of industries, different kinds of, of products. So here are three ways that you can approach developing your personal brand, figuring out what makes you different. Number one is, what have I consistently been successful in doing? What have others consistently asked me to do? Okay, so what is it that I have been successful in doing over and over and over again, whether it's been in school or whether it's been in the workforce? 
And what have others, when I think about the feedback that I get from people, what is that feedback that others consistently, they come to me, they want me to do this thing? Number two, what's my secret sauce? So sometimes it's not the accomplishment so much, it's how the accomplishment happened, right? So, well, I'm always put on these teams. Well, I'm always at, I'm always on these projects. Okay, so that that's great. But the reason that I'm put on the project, maybe the reason I'm put on the project is because I'm really good at turning around groups that are underperforming and I can really get groups on board together and, and communicating with one another and working at the highest levels. So what's your secret sauce to the successes that you've had? And then number three, another way of thinking about your personal brand or what are my at what are my brand attributes that in combination make me stand out? So this is the one for me. This is my personal brand. So let me kind of play this one out for you. So there are plenty of people out there who, in my space, which is, you know, resume writing and career coaching, who have a master's degree. There are plenty of folks who have the Academy Certified Resume Writer designation that I have. There are plenty of certified job search strategists. There are plenty of certified executive and leadership development coaches. There, there are a few, a couple hundred master, um, or, um, master practitioners of the Myers-Briggs, which is the personality inventory I use. Um, there are plenty of certified uh, professional speakers. Um, there are plenty of people who have been career center directors for more than 20 years. And you put all that together with being one of 21 master resume writers on the planet, you're not going to find anyone else out there who has all of that combined with amazing interactions with my clients. My clients love the customer service that I provide and just how I show up for them and the results that I get for them. There's just nobody. And that's so that's my brand is you put all these things together into one person, you're not going to find it. So again, think about what have I been consistently successful in doing and what have others consistently asked me to do. Think about what's my secret sauce. How have I been successful? What what has led to these successes? And then think about what are my brand attributes in combination that make me stand out. So the second aspect of a branded resume um, are the bulleted accomplishments that tell how well you did your job, right? So again, if I kind of go back to what I said at the beginning, most people just have job duty, job duty, job duty, and that's what they bullet. Professional resume writers should be putting your job duties in a paragraph, so no more than three or four lines. Here's what I was hired to do, and that's really useful for search engine optimization, but then the bullets tell how well you did the job. And so those are going to be four or five at the most bulleted accomplishments that are high impact. What most people have is what I call death by bullets. And so you've got 14 bullets. Everything's bulleted, every job duty. If there's an accomplishment in there, you, you'd be hard pressed to find it because it's all mushed up in together. So you're, um, here, here's the, the tips that I want to give you for creating high-impact accomplishments. Number one, start each one of them with an action verb. So um, created, developed, perfected, those are action verbs. Number two, front-load the most impactful part of the accomplishment. And I'm going to give you an example of that in just a minute. But tell me the, give me the payoff first, and then if you want to tell me how you got that payoff, then that can come second. But don't make me read the whole bullet to get to the important part. 
And then number three, quantify. We want metrics whenever possible. And metrics can take a lot of forms. It can be dollars and percentages or people or time. But quantify, you can also quantify in terms of meeting all objectives were met. Uh, clients' expectations were exceeded. Those are all forms of metrics. So here are some examples of high-impact accomplishments from resumes I've written for a 20-something client. Here's one. Generated $500,000 in revenue in 2016, a 26% increase over 2015, semicolon. 2017 Q1 and Q2 results were 12% over previous year. We were in the middle of 2017 when I wrote this, and so she simply was saying my first and second quarter results are already 12% over the previous year. We wanted to get that in so they would know that she was continuing that trajectory of success. So notice I started it with generated 500000 in revenue in 2016 because that's the most impressive part of that one. I didn't leave that to the end. Here's another one. And this is all from the same client. Developed a model acquisition system, in, and she worked in the modeling talent. She was a talent manager, model manager. Um, so developed a model acquisition system utilizing a spreadsheet to track all activities, including contracts, visas, and hiring processes, significantly reducing man hours and improving compliance. So we really wanted to, and that one I was more interested in showing the reader that she had developed a system that had improved a process. We said, at the end, we said significantly reducing man hours and improving compliance, but we didn't have specific metrics around that. They, they didn't exist. So to start with that, I felt like it was a little weak. I really wanted them to see, first and foremost, that she developed a system. She found a problem and a way to fix it. Here's another one. Recruited three full-time employees and four interns for roles throughout the organization by identifying individuals with the right skill set and motivation and making recommendations to directors. So she was put in a position of finding employees and recruiting them. And so that was the payoff piece of that bullet. And then I talked about how did she do it, a little bit of her secret sauce. Well, she found them with the right skill set and that they had the motivation. And then she would go to the director and say, here's who I think you should hire. Here's another one. Cultivated relationships with clients in fitness, athleisure, fashion, jewelry, and beauty. So she wanted to go into the fitness um, industry. That was a one of the areas she was really focused on. So we wanted to name drop. So we said cultivated relationships with clients in fitness, athleisure, fashion, jewelry, and beauty, such as Peloton, Lululemon, Cole Haan, Carolina Herrera, Saks, London Fog, Target, Tiffany and Company, and Coach. So we wanted to name those. Now, in another situation, another circumstance, it wouldn't have made sense to name those companies. There would be no benefit for it. But in her situation, because she Peloton was actually one of the companies she was really interested in, and Lululemon, we wanted to name drop those companies and show that she'd already worked with them and she'd cultivated relationships with them. So if I'm a prospective employer in those industries, I say, hey, she's already got inside connections and all these different companies, that's a real plus for her. Now here are some accomplishments from a client with approximately eight years of full-time experience. So he was about 30. Um, promoted to commercial coordinator based on input from sales staff to supervisor about work quality. So the, the payoff there was that he had been promoted and then we wanted to say the reason was that the sales staff said he was great and his supervisor said he had great work quality. 
Another one, managed an average of 81 advertisers with 1,436 commercial spots weekly, receiving compliments from multiple advertising agencies for accuracy of work. So the point that we wanted to get across there was the volume. Managed 81 advertisers a week, managed 1,436 commercial spots weekly. So if I'm reading that, this was a gentleman who wanted to move from New York City down to Orlando, probably wouldn't have nearly that much volume, and I'd be like, wow, he can, he can work at a pretty high level. Here's another one. Achieved 100% accuracy in responding to change requests. So he really wanted to speak to that. That was a piece of his brand was how accurate he was. He worked in a very high, fast-paced environment in television in New York City. was traffic, um, doing the, the commercial traffic. And accuracy is incredibly important because advertisers will want refunds or they'll want to pull their ads or something that creates a lot of bad will if you get it wrong. So that 100% accuracy was really important to him. Another one, responded to a last minute emergency change request by an ad agency for, major, for a major motion picture company, quickly making the change to avoid legal ramifications for the advertiser. So we wanted to really talk about his, this was a customer service, kind of thinking on your feet, problem solving kind of a bullet point. Here's another one. Resolved a potentially costly pro problem with a Fortune 500 company and their advertising agency that resulted in no financial liability for the television station. So, again, we're speaking about problem-solving, customer service, and kind of thinking on your feet, which is, again, all pieces of his brand. So no, notice what I'm saying here. I'm backing up whatever I say at the top of his resume about his brand with these examples. Everything's woven together. And then finally, trained four interns from local colleges on all aspects of commercial coordination. And I wanted that one in there because this is someone who has not supervised people, but he's at, at age 30, he's getting to that point where he wants to take on a management role. And so this is what he has. He has it, trained four interns. And um, we wanted to put that in there as a bullet because that's, that's what he has. That's the closest thing to management that he had. So I hope this resume reconstruction camp kind of helps you to think about your resume a little bit differently. Think about it as a branding document. Now, there are a lot of formatting issues that we can get into, and I'm not going to get into those weeds today. I wanted to really think about this on a 40,000-foot view, very conceptual about how to shift your resume from being that staid data sheet that says, here's what I did, here's where I did it, lather, rinse, repeat, to a document that really markets you, that differentiates you from your competition, that will compel the reader to pick up the phone and call you in for an interview. Now, there's also the ATS piece, the applicant tracking system piece. How do you create this resume that is applicant tracking system friendly so that the human gets to see your resume? We'll talk about all of that on a future podcast, but I hope this has been helpful today for you in, in terms of thinking about the big picture of your resume. As I always say, I want to be your career coach, so be sure and leave me a question or a comment. Uh, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your buds about this podcast, and know that I'll be starting some other cool free things in the fall. I'm going to be doing um, monthly webinars, and so be sure and sign up for a freebie on my website because that will get you in the loop. I'll let you know about those upcoming free webinars. 
and uh, other cool things that I'm going to be doing coming up that I won't won't tip my hat to right now, but things I've got in the works. Um, so please uh, continue to support this podcast. And uh, I also, you can email me at Lisa, that's L-E-S-A at exclusivecareercoaching.com. And I will see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.